Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. Welcome back to the Osteo Connection. I'll be your host this week. I'm here with my esteemed colleagues, Kevin, Dr. Love, Long Prey. Oh, nice. Wow. Jason Turnbull. Oh, jeez, the letdown. <laughs> oh, man, the letdown. No, actually, guys, we are flying high this week. You know why? We just finished our first reboot challenge. If you are listening to this podcast, um, we just finished our first reboot. It was called Reboot Your Retention. So our first challenge. Uh, it, you know, If you weren't able to be there, we're sorry you missed it. <laughs> but we'll make sure we it's just... It's deleted it. forever. Yeah, it's deleted forever. No, it is definitely going to be somewhere on the interwebs, right? Uh, we will most likely figure out how you guys can get access to it. I think uh, I saw a guy recording it with a video camera. Was he? Yeah, probably, for yeah. the secondary market. <laughs> oh, there Pretty go. sure I caught him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's definitely people recording this. So if you know that guy. Lots of notes were taken. Lots of uh, breakthroughs were made. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's good. Reboot your retention. We focused the entire challenge on on retention. We feel that that's one of the most important missing aspects of practice, and it's the easiest way to build uh, your list, build your, your client list looking forward, and it's an essential component to building a waiting list practice. So... Yeah, that was a fun, fun week. It was, uh, it was awesome, and we're looking forward to do many more. So, today, boys, what are we talking about? It's concept week. Concept week, yes. Well, an, el- uh, an element in that retention category. Yes, right. yes. Exactly. So, we are going to cover osteopathy, necessity or luxury, mm-hmm. right? And how is osteo- osteopathy perceived in your communities? Um, and what's your role in in uh, communicating this aspect of osteopathy, right, to your community? Mm. So, Kev. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not jumping over yet this week. <laughs> That's okay. We're, we're going to start with you. Yeah, well, the necessity versus luxury is a massive one because, you know, when you... I remember that starting out in practice where there a lot of people were coming in, obviously, because they're injured, right? But uh, when you started having, like, maybe the... A, a regular client come back in and they were just coming in because uh, they said, oh, you know, I, I don't really have anything wrong with me, but, uh, you know, I have insurance. So it's, you know, like they get mm-hmm. in that mindset that, that, oh, I'm just going to treat myself to a whatever, which, you know, when you think about it, it's not a, not a horrible thing, like treating yourself. Okay, great. But I think for us as osteopaths, it is our responsibility to make sure that that client coming in, r- r- you know, knows that this is something that is so necessary, number one, for their health, uh, two, for their entire well-being in terms of, uh, you know, whether it's mental, uh, physical, spiritual, whatever it is that they're lacking, this is so necessary to that process. Now, where does osteopathy come in? Well, it comes in as the osteopath. I think our, our main goal should be uh, to educate that person on why this is a necessity. They don't know why. They might come in because they have a small thing, like we were saying before, you know, like, uh, and then, 
if they don't do anything, it gets bigger, right? The uh, problem but then, gets bigger, right? Yeah, yeah, the problem gets bigger. So um, I think that's, for me anyways, that's how I see the necessity bit is our role is so massive in terms of taking the time to educate the person in front of us on why this isn't just something they're going to do once in a while to, you know, kind of make sure they're okay, but but that there's more to it than that, that making them understand, the, you know, the basics of mechanics in the body, the interrelationships in the body, how we work as a functional unit. Uh, and as, you know, that I, I'm sure you guys are going to talk about this, but, you know, I've, we've seen so many clients come in that have almost been converted into that, like, oh, wow, now I really see why when I come in, even if I don't have something major going on, I see the need for it. So that would be... Yeah, I agree, Kev. Um, yeah, it's, it's communication. Like you said, when they come in, yeah, I wasn't sure. I'll sometimes use that example. They'll come in, well, I wasn't sure if I was going to cancel this one because you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. There's nothing major. So I use that that chance to educate saying listen sometimes it's really nice when you come in and there's not a fire to put out you know and you just have because 57 things i found yeah, i've got <laughs> yeah, you've got 17 second degree dysfunction still left <laughs> yeah no yeah no i just say to them like exactly that listen it's great sometimes you come in and don't have a massive fire to put out there's other techniques we can do to make you more optimal to freer to increase your capacity to auto regulate it's a chance you have to to educate people i think every time it's 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 your capacity to listen and, and by listening well, you can then you can then perceive when you should add on that next layer of necessity. You're not calling it necessity, but you're you're using that chance to tell them or to educate them on on what you can do. So, you know, it's quite often I get asked by some of my clients, you know, so like, do you get treated? Like, who treats you here? Do you get treated? And I'm like, of course I do. I get treated all the time, and I get treated by different practitioners. And they go, really? And I said, why? And I said, well, because I don't you know, we're only here once or maybe, and I like to, I want to live at my best. I want to be optimal. I say, listen, I'm, you know, I'm, as I continue to age, I still like, I'm like the weekend warrior. As you guys already know, we, you know, we all are active, play sports. And I tell all my clients, I'm working on my triple sock. Yeah. Even though, even though my, my, you know, our age continues to go up, I want to get better. I want to be a better golfer. I want to be a better hockey player. I want to be a better skater, whatever you want to do. Like there's room for improvement. So I always tell them that, that listen, absolutely get treated i i i it's not even it's non-negotiable for me i i want to i want to be optimal i see the value in it it makes me feel better it's something i carve out for myself um like you said earlier kev we we talk about like you know is it a necessity is it a luxury you know, they're they're going to treat themselves with their insurance money well look at all the other things we do to, to treat ourselves right we treat ourselves by buying a nice bottle of wine on a on a wednesday morning <laughs> no, no. We are you making sure we're listening? Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you guys are tuning out. No, but we we treat oh, ourselves in in so many various ways of of what we can do. Oh, I'm 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 doing this for myself. I'm going for a massage. We're going to a spa. We're going to do whatever. So I see it that way. Like it's not luxury anymore. It's necessity. You no, know, now I put this in my schedule. Mm. This is who I am. I like to run. Okay, boom. Well, I also get treated. You like to read books. Boom. Well, I also get treated. To me, it's like it's adding on something else, another layer to to bring you up and to make you be the best you can be that's how i try to get my point across to my clients so i'll i'll give an example of a that was very distracting by the way when you're i was trying to i was trying to you know get with the times and get some uh, some social media clips as we were filming this nice. sorry jay i know you're in the hot seat but uh, i'll give you an example of a profession that unfortunately i find and it's, it's 
it's in the healing arts profession that has been deemed more of a luxury and less of a necessity. Massage. And, that, and that's the massage therapy <laughs> yeah. field, right? So I, I, I think it's an opportunity for them to actually transition into um, the necessity field as well because we know we know i mean every person knows if you got if you had regular care regular massage you would feel a thousand times better right right so that that would be an opportunity for that profession to actually explain and educate their clientele as well for the need for continued care for ongoing care and i i, I tell this example awful often but you know, one of my one of my massage therapists in my clinic in Vancouver, she she started to see that when I explained to her that she needed to tell people when they had to come back. So initially, she would you know she was hesitant. She would finish her uh, her you know her treatment with asking the patient how they felt, and then she would sit there and kind of say, "Okay, well, uh, I guess I'm here when you need me, or I'll see you soon, or uh, you know." call back when you're, you know, when, when you're, you're in pain or whatnot. And instead I said, you got to flip that around. You got to take charge of the end of your, your treatment and you got to tell them, well, this is what I did. This is how you're going to feel. These are the exercises I want you to do. And this is when I want to see you again. Right. And in taking control, she was able to convince the patient or, or educate the patient, the client, that she was an integral part of them getting better, mm. right? So she took control, and, and she, just she, massage therapy, which again, most people consider massage as more luxury than necessity, she was able to convince them that she was a part of them feeling well on a regular basis. And they needed her in her team, right? We know that people need help. We all need help, right? And you gotta take the time to get help. So she was able to convince them that she was part of that team that was gonna keep them well, through massage therapy, right? Osteopathy is a necessity, not a luxury. And we as osteopaths, we as practitioners, we have to tell our community. So how do you do it? How do you get in front of me? Like, what are ways that you, Kev, what are ways that you communicate that to your patient? Uh, I I often talk about like the removal of resistance, you know? So like, uh, I'll keep it simple. I I really, uh, you know, I'll talk often in those terms of, our job is to um, help with the dissolving of certain resistance in the body to allow the natural ability of that body to uh, perform at a, a better level, uh, feel better, optimization and all that. So um, that's probably, in office for me is obviously the go-to. Like that is when people are in front of you, we've said this a million times, you know, like this is your time to shine. Yes. You need to show them your role in this process is so essential, just as essential as their role. Obviously, we want to make them realize that they're, you know, we're we're doing this as a, a team. Yes, we're you know they're they have to participate in this, and I think that's part of the whole thing too is making that person realize, okay, like I need this person because they're kind of coaching me in in a way that I've never been coached before about what I should be doing how I, why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling and the simple solutions to getting to feeling much better. Doing that is, is like the, the, the icing on the cake, you know, like it, they really see like, oh man, okay. I, and when they start feeling the, as you go through the process, right, you've had a few treatments, you know what you were like before. Now you're, 
you, but the best for me is when the the initial problem isn't even a uh, a topic of, of conversation anymore. Yeah. They start naming off all these other things that are going better. Mm-hmm. So now you're adding to the whole picture of what we do and how the body is such a fine-tuned machine of, of interconnecting parts that they feel better on so many other levels than just on that physical issue that they were having. So I think that's a, a, a huge key to, yeah. to converting like- that necessity and luxury debate i like that uh, i i think honestly just the principles right the, the the sheer principles that osteopathy was founded upon right and how that relates to the patient's lifestyle mm. right in everything they do right can provide some amazing correlations to explain you know how the body works right how what we do to help them right how what they do can help them right? Mm-hmm. This structure that influences, you know, the way they function, right? The role of stagnation and flow and artery, all these, all these, the body is a, is a, an, you know, an ecosystem and a homeostatic healing entity, right? Innate ability to heal. If you use those foundational principles and you rate it related it to their lifestyle, right? And what they do and how you, what your role is in that lifestyle and what their role is, it's very easy that they quit or quickly they start to understand, that we are part of a healthy lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? We're one of the, I always say this, we're one of those spokes in the wheels that actually keeps them, right? And, and yeah, and Kev, you're right. And it becomes more than just the initial complaint, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's the education on what they present with and then showing them the far-reaching effects you can have by what they do at home and how you treat, right? Because it's the same thing when you're treating osteopathically and someone's coming in for lower back pain and we're on their head and neck. We're all used to this as osteopaths. How you have to explain yourself and why you're doing the techniques that you're doing, right? So, you know, you can have... You know, for example, a desk worker who's coming in for low back pain and digestive stuff and you know, your home exercise plan is, you know, chin tucks and, and cobra and child's pose and you're trying to relate it into their whole life and say, well, listen, you sit at a desk and the way you're, you know, you're wearing bifocals and the way you have your neck positioned, you're tilting your, your heads forward and you're, you know, including the vagus nerve at the back. We're doing the chin tuck to that because you're at your desk. But you're talking about how much their everyday life is playing such a big role in their body certainly far away from where they're coming in for their pain and they see that as like wow so you know it's not it is my back but look at all these different roles or different things that are playing such a big role in how i'm playing and then he goes from and then like you said it extrapolates right oh so wait a second you're saying that my back pain is there but my digestion is playing a role and if i do this chin tuck that's going to influence my digestion because the nerve i'm like yeah and you can show them like you know pictures or visuals you have and that's like the ultimate buy-in that's like man, this person's here to see me. They're not just tuning me up and you know, clicking this and I'm, and I'm better for a short time. They truly want me to be better overall. And they come in and like, oh my gosh, not only is it going to help my digestion, it's going to help my sleep, it's going to help this. They see the, they need to understand that why would I ever choose to not have osteopathic care in my life? I can't believe I've went my whole life and not had it yet. That's the goal I look at. That's what I'm trying to instill in my clients when they come in to see us. That's why we chose the core values we did for our clinic of finding the root cause of dysfunction and being inspirational, right? Mm. And, and, and exceeding expectations. Those are the things you need to do to, to help them see the necessity of, of osteo. It's like that classic uh, uh, quote of uh, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. So it's like our job to highlight the 
thing that they're doing over and over again is causing their biological <laughs> problem that they're having. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's a good point you're bringing up because I think that's huge. When people start to see the, the correlation between how they're living and how it's affecting them on a, on a biological standpoint, like that's massive because now the power's in their court, right? So like they understand the power they have to make change and to create a change in their body and their mind. Um, man, that's like, we have the best job in the world. Like if you, exactly. you angle yourself to do that, there's no way you're not going to be busy, number one, and you're going to enjoy coming to your job every day. Like this is the best thing like, I wouldn't even imagine doing anything else. Yeah, people like to learn, right? People love learning yes. about their body. I'll say that, you know, I'm here. So you're telling me that, you know, because they'll say, well, what do you mean my small intestine is not moving the way it should and it's not the right position? I'm like, well, it's like anything else, right? You can, you know, you just with a lot with women, you guys tend to cross your one leg over the other and sit. But 98% of the time, you're crossing one leg over the other and not the opposite way. So just like you can get a tight glutes and a tight piriformis, I said, you create imbalances in the fascial chains and the in the in the connective tissue in your abdomen. They get tight. You do that for a few decades. Yeah, things get pulled off. The structure changes, and they're like, "Wow, like, okay, well, now I understand that I have sat like that for mm. 25 years of my career, and this didn't just start and in they, the blue. They it's start hyper analyzing. They start, yeah, yeah <laughs> they, they see the patterns and the, the learned patterns. behaviors that they've been going through for decades. So, sometimes, right? So, Jay, one thing I use all the time is I, I like to. Uh, illustrate that we are all victims of our habits, good or bad, right? And I'll use an example of carpal tunnel. So let's say you have an office worker that's in, right? And they say, yeah, I don't know why this suddenly happened, right? Uh, you know, the carpal tunnel in my right wrist. And I say, okay, well, you know, oh, I've been I've been sitting at my desk and I've been doing this, you know, well, how long have you been doing that? Oh, I've been doing it for 20 years. I'm like, okay, exactly. And they say, no, no, but I've been doing that for 20 years. I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's why you have carpal tunnel. No, 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 but I've been doing that. Mo but I, yeah, I've been doing that every day. I'm like, exactly. Right? You go around and you go. <laughs> Please explain, Sean. Yeah, yeah, so you go around in circles for a sec and then they're like, oh. I'm like, yes, the small things you do on a daily basis cast your body. The environment, whether it's internal or external, mm. will cast your body as to how you show up every day, right? And, you know, and, and, and it's, a, it's amazing to see them go, oh, okay, yeah, so that motion is what led to my, I'm like, you know, and they're finally like, okay. So, right, well, now we got to take care of the imbalances. Now we got to take care of the habits, right? We got to create a, an optimal environment for healing. And, and again, like you say, in doing that, using these little, you know, these little analogies or whatever, you are helping create these little light bulbs that go off and go, oh, wow, you're right. This is a necessity. Uh, it's not a luxury. I deserve, right? I deserve this. I deserve to be here. I'm worth investing in, right? Because mm -hmm. that's a that's one thing a lot of people have. This, you know, they'll they'll invest in the most ridiculous things because it's important to them in the moment. Or sometimes they're not even conscious of it, right? But they're, you know, we do it. We're guilty of it as well, right? Throw money away. But at the same time, when it comes time to invest in their health which is going to benefit them in more ways than they can even imagine, you know, they have a disconnect. So if you can, uh, you know, allow them to understand those, those, those concepts, right? You can educate them on how their body works, that they're worth investing in, that what you do is powerful, right? You're there to help them. You're a team. They quickly understand that they want you in their life and then they'll still, you know, they'll be patients for, for life, right? Another thing, just before I throw it back to you guys is, 
oftentimes in the chiropractic profession, we get, you know, people have this misconception of like, oh, well, once I see someone, I have to see them for the rest of my life. And, and I've had that in the past. And I, so I said, well, yeah, you know, right away I'll say, yeah. I'm like, it's like brushing your teeth, right? Do you brush your teeth for the rest of your life right? <laughs> every day? Because you want to have a nice oral hygiene, no cavities. I'm like, exactly. Right. Once you understand what it is we do, right, and we've shown you what we do and how it impacts the rest of your life, you're going to want to come see me for the rest of your life, right? Yes. Is the frequency going to be different over time? For sure. But you're, you are going to, you're going to know when you're feeling good and you're going to know when you're not feeling good. And then you're going to know, right, and we're going to come up with this over time. We're going to figure this out for you. We'll work together with your habits, your lifestyle, your stresses. But we'll come up with a... With a uh, you know, the right amount of time to see me. But yeah, you're going to want to come see me probably for the rest of your life. Right? I agree. I think, uh, I think there's, for anyone listening who, you know, isn't quite sure how their clients see you, that's one thing we have to look at. Like, so what do you think your practice is like? How do you self-reflect? Well, for anyone who's been in practice uh, in the last few years during the pandemic, that's probably a good, you can get a good pulse in your business and how your clients see you. Because during the pandemic, with all the restrictions that were in place, if your practice really started to falter and you didn't have everyone booking in the same way, that might show you a little bit that you're, you're out of a luxury, right? Like if you think back to us, yes, we were closed down for whatever it was, 10 weeks, but when we came back, yeah. full, full board ever since, right? So that's a good indicator that our clients see us as a necessity. So for people who are listening, that maybe that didn't quite happen for them, Maybe that shows you need to change your communication a bit. It really comes down to the to those three E's, right? The engagement, the education, the empowerment. It did, and it, and it helped that we had those hazmat suits on. No, it did, it <laughs> yeah. did. In the end, one hundreds. No, no. I think it just. I honestly, I was just thinking that when you guys were speaking. How do you know for a listener? How do you know if, how your clients see you? That's a good indicator. If you yes. were in business for a while and you saw your your mm-hmm. clientele suffer and dip substantially. It's showing you that maybe they're more looking at you as a luxury, not a necessity. It's yeah. showing that maybe you, it's time to step up your communication and really make that connection and show them and educate and, and let them know that you know that's, your service is needed. It really is. Right. And especially during that time, they should be reaching out to you because yes. you know mm-hmm. everyone had that, you know, there's a big mental, com- we always have you know, physical, mental, and nutritional, but even more so, right? No, you're exactly right, Jay. We didn't skip a beat, right? From the moment we had to take, let's call it the involuntary break to the moment we had to, we were allowed to practice again. Mm. We, you know, our waiting list practice was there, right? Yeah. People were excited to come see us. They wanted to come see us. They, you know, they see the value in what we do. And again, it's, it's, it's not complicated. You guys can learn these techniques as well. You guys can, you know, and it comes again, we've said this over and over. It comes from within, right? You're in service of others. You want to help people, right? You want to connect with them. You want to, you know, want to educate them along the way, yeah, and yeah. and you know, it's uh, like Kev, it's I think you touched on this uh, a few weeks back, but it's this idea of people initially when they find you, it's usually because they they need they need help, right, and it's your job as their osteopath to educate them on wanting to come see you, right? So when they need you they're in pain or they have a dis- some sort of dysfunction and there's a friction point that you need to cross in order to allow them the understanding that now I no longer need you, but I want to come. 
I want to keep coming back. And that is the necessity versus luxury. And we want, we want osteopathy to be in that necessity category. And it, and it is. And, and, you know, plant the seed that you know it is. And then make sure your community knows that it is as well. All right. Awesome. Let's finish it up there. Um, guys, stay tuned. Huge announcement. This week, the site is live. The MBO, Masters in Business for Osteopaths. Yep. We are now admitting and enrolling students for this program. You do not want to miss it. This is the first time. Students and practitioners. Sorry, students and yep. practitioners. Yeah, well, students for the program, yep. right? We're, we're not just students of osteopathy, That's right? It. Mm-hmm. Not just fourth and fifth year students. So if you guys want to jump on board and be the first, the inaugural class, history. This is history in the making, right? Massive. The, the MBO program. Yep. So the doors are open. Head on over to osteomentorship.com. You'll find the MBO program. The link, we'll be admitting students for the next three weeks, I believe. Uh, there, is a, there is a cutoff date, so be sure you sign up. Share with your friends and colleagues. It's going to be fun. You guys are going to, we're going to have breakthrough. Um, What's that big line we always use? This is where we take over where your formal education to left off. So the goal, right? You're bridging the gap between your formal education and real world practice success. We have 57 years of experience between the three of us. We've poured our heart and soul into this program. Um, It's going to be fun. You're going to learn interactive. We'll be able to talk to us. There'll be question and answer periods throughout the whole eight weeks. No, it should be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And we promise the investment you make in yourself will reap rewards. You will build the practice of your dreams, a waiting list practice, and uh, we'll be with you every step of the way. So we look forward to that. The Head on over to osteometrship.com. It's live. You can sign up to be a part of the inaugural class. And uh, yeah, we're excited. So peace. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Ciao. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend.